Hello and welcome to another edition of Patch Notes. This is the Patch Notes E3 Special Part 2. Here with your host, Adam Caster, and returning, my guest host from last episode, Maximilian Camacho. Hi, Adam. Let's talk about E3 today. (laughs) You sound a bit more excited. (laughs) uh, I'm excited about these games, but they're not coming out until next year. So I, I got way too many games to play. At the, at the moment. No, yeah, I totally get what you're talking about in that regard. Well, we watched some trailers uh, last episode, trailers of upcoming games, and we kind of just like talked about what we thought about those games specifically, but for this episode, we're going to be talking more about the conferences themselves. But first, we didn't talk about upcoming releases, so we have two weeks of upcoming releases to catch up on. Last week, we're talking about June 9th, uh, Unravel 2 is coming out. Uh, a, pl- a neat platformer with a co-op fo- with actually a co-op focus now and it's- oh that game <laughs> that's when I first started like like my brother was like oh eat the reason I was like oh I got this next week and I put it on and it was like Ubisoft just showing this like we were playing Rayman Legends and mm-hmm. this like game that looks like a more boring Rayman Legends was on there and it was so boring it went on for like 15 minutes and then they like they were like this game is out now and then they showed like another like 10 minutes it's <laughs> like we we got the point but uh, it looks cute I guess like it looked like a very pleasant game but um, I'll play it when I'm more mellow and I just want like a mellow experience but not that what did you think of it? <laughs> I mean if Desiree were here she would probably be talking about how she like she would love this kind of game because that's all in her fiance play it's oh, like co- okay. co-op games yeah. but it's a perfect cute it's really it's actually very interesting because it is it's not like co-op for the sake of having an, an extra player there you're actually kind of cooperating to try and solve puzzles and get through the levels so that's kind of interesting so it's probably great and I'm just <laughs> it's different yeah you're just judging it right out of the gate so I'm just harshly. judging it based on how boring the gameplay looked when I watched it but I'll, I'll try it if I have a girlfriend these co-op platforms are or a friend, at least. Yeah, or my little brother. On June 10th, uh, this is like a new game. This has been out for a while on Windows 10 and also phones. Fallout Shelter is coming to the Switch and the PS4. And, I mean, who doesn't want more Fallout? Especially since Fallout 76 was announced and we were looking at the trailer for it in the last episode. Did you like Fallout 4? I didn't really play Fallout. Did you play Fallout Shelter? No. My best friend plays it all the time. Okay, so... He's really... He's super into it. So how do you feel about, like, this new Fallout coming out? Just Fallout 76? I mean, it, it looks pretty cool. There isn't really much about the plot. It was kind of just that you're in Vault 76, and that was about it. I am interested to see what else is going to come out of it. But you're more like on the tech, like you're not like a huge Fallout. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a huge Fallout fan. Yeah, are you getting tired of hearing about Fallout? Well, yeah, not no, uh-huh. not really. But I mean, when Fallout, when Fallout games were like in their heyday, um, 2008 to like 10, when, like right after Fallout, 2008 yeah. through 10 to what is it, 2015? I guess when Fallout 4 came out, it was all like, oh, Fallout this, Fallout that, best game of all time, blah blah blah. It's like, it's great, but like, who cares? Not like, who cares, but... I think it's just like, Fallout is kind of like the console mainstream gamers, like, 
one of their first introductions to just like a huge RPG world and it's like it's not done perfectly like Fallout 3 is like such a broken unfinished game it's the same thing with Skyrim too yeah but that's Everyone's the thing it's like, like oh Skyrim. Fallout Skyrim oh yeah. it's so that's great. the thing is that it's, that's Fallout and Skyrim were both like some of the first like experiences that a lot of these gamers that are just I think used to like Gears of War and Call of Duty are getting into and it's like they're like oh my god I'm being told the story oh my god like I'm like developing a character and it's like I think it's very fresh for so many people. So I've been there. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a very bold thing. And like if you if you're very familiar with all of these um, with this genre, like Fallout will probably be like not that exceptional to you. And if you're a huge Fallout fan from the original, like I can understand why you hate the direction they went. But for me, like a console gamer who loves first-person shooters, I thought Fallout like was a, it's what the franchise needed because otherwise it would never have had the like level of hype that it has now. Like. I can understand why fans hate the direction, but I think like it would have never gotten the life and love that it has now if it had not been for Fallout Three. I was actually thinking about that. Whenever I think about like when Fallout Three was announced, I'm like, what were people saying? Like you guys, and I was like, man, this when it was coming like, out, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, what? It's like, why is this so different? Like it was so different yeah. than the first two. The people don't even like care or know about the first two Fallout games, but. Fallout Shelter is nothing like any of those. Yeah, it's just like a Sims kind of game. It's, like, it's basically <laughs> like The Sims, and... I have not played it at all. No interest in that at all. It's a time sink. Yeah, but I don't have more than enough of those on the phone. Well, for the Switch, I get why someone would want to buy it, because, you know, on the go, big screen, like an eye... Like it's so sad to think about all these like yeah. little kids that are just gonna be like swallowed up with this just like creating shit. I know. <laughs> well, it's I mean, a friend who plays it a lot plays it on an iPad, so I feel like that's like it's ideal to play it on a bigger screen, and that's what I assume is how it's gonna work with with this when it comes out on the Switch, except without the touchscreen controls. Can I ask you a question, Adam? Yes. What? What do they try to do with our kids where it's like all these kids play is Minecraft and all they do is build and craft and games. It seems like they really want these kids and they play Fortnite and they just love to build. They're trying to get these kids ready for something. <laughs> they want them <laughs> to be the best builders. Are you trying to be like conspiracy theory I'm, right now? I'm just saying like there's a huge trend of building and crafting and games and they just the kids love it and I just want to know what they're <laughs> I think it's just because people want, or companies want kids and adults also to get the most, just to give them the most options for what they're talking about and to give them the most like freedom to do what they want with the game. I mean, some people aren't really into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I some prefer people love having like an actual story yeah, and like a reason like, to do what I want to do. Like a little big planet, like I think that's like a great game for people who want to make like levels, but like I like I just want to play like cool levels. I don't want to like go through the time of like trying to like that. That stuff is all about like game design, I guess, and things like that. But I just I don't want to build in my games. <laughs> I just want to like shoot things, punch monsters, and level up. Right, yeah, and then there's a whole whole thing. And also because, well, I think those games are popular because with, like, YouTubers and streamers and stuff like that, people who can kind of say, oh, look at this cool thing that I did in Fortnite. Or, like, look at this cool thing I built in Fortnite. Look at this cool statue I built in Minecraft. 
Well, like I played story mode in Minecraft and like slates and dragons or whatever. Okay. Even though I'm not, I may not be into it and you may not be into it, that doesn't mean that people aren't because people are so into this kind of thing. Yeah, it's good for them. I just realized like Fortnite is super similar to, um, was it Goblin? Or goblin Defense or something, whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about? Where, like you build like forts and like traps for goblins that are like attacking you. I have no idea. Is it Orc? Orc? Orc oh, defense orcs must die. Yeah, orcs must die. Yeah, yeah. It's I just like like I just realized like the gameplay of that looks so similar to Fortnite, like the whole building traps and like even like your like the like gra the graphics, yeah, like the visualization. I forgot the Fortnite. I almost forgot for a second that Fortnite was like an actual game that wasn't like a battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is another mode that like a lot of people are really desperate to like convince like everybody else to play. Yeah, good segue, because Fortnite is coming out for the Switch. It came out for the Switch on June 12th. The world stopped for a day. Yeah, I mean... Is Fortnite dying, by the way? Like, I've I seen a YouTube video saying that, I didn't watch those, but... Every, every time, people just like, oh, the player base dipped by 10 people. Yeah, Fortnite's dying. It's, people are just so reactionary yeah, with this kind so of thing. so desperate to get millions of... And then people are like, oh, is Fortnite dying? I wonder what this person has to say. And it's like... Really not. You just you got tricked. <laughs> you yeah, it's you got do. No, but that's the yeah. Fortnite's coming out for Switch. I mean, there really isn't much to say about that. People know what Fortnite is. Next for well, actually, this isn't for the Switch because it already came out on the Switch. Bomberman R. <laughs> Bomberman, everyone's favorite franchise. King of gaming. <laughs> I mean, Bomberman R came out for the Switch as a launch title. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Exactly. So, it came out for the Switch <laughs> as a launch title, and yeah, it's just Bomberman. I mean, nothing much to say about it, just that it's Bomberman. I'm excited for the Bomberman assist. I'm sure that there's like 2,000 people that are pissed that he's not going to be a character in the new Smash. But that's, what, that's the thing about Bomberman fans, you know, they just don't get that it's a dead franchise <laughs> that is 30 years past expiration. Imagine if Bomberman became the next huge franchise, like like it became a phenomenon on the Switch, kids went crazy for it. Uh, well, I don't think so. It got mixed <laughs> reviews, so... Is it already out? Yeah. I thought said it was coming out. Okay, no, it came out. It came out on the 12th of June. What is the, what's the Metacritic say? Uh, Metacritic, 62 out of 100. Ooh, maybe, maybe next time you'll resurrect. Yeah. Game Informer gave it a 5 out of 10. Oh. Game, have some respect for your elders game for. I don't know. That's not the point. Bomberman. <laughs> it's out. Okay. We sold it, guys. Next up on June 12th. June 12th is actually somewhat of a big month. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution. What type of game is that? So this is a business simulator. Oh my god. I thought it was going to be like that. I know, right? Time Jurassic Park game that came out. Of it was... So the way that I wrote it down in... The script, <laughs> the show notes, was Roller Coaster Tycoon meets Jurassic Park. Honestly, that sounds like something that 12-year-old me would have gone crazy So for. basically, <laughs> instead of like making deadly roller coasters, you're creating a dinosaur theme park. But they already did that in Zoo Tycoon with the expansion pack, where you could have like manatees, not manatees, so mammoths and dinosaurs. Yeah, but now you can do it in the Jurassic World. I can do it with Chris Pratt. Yeah, no, they didn't even, get, they didn't even get Chris Pratt to do it. 
Like they didn't even get Chris Pratt to voice. Oh, would you, if you were Chris Pratt, would you voice the business simulator of Jurassic Park? You could also drive around and shoot dinosaurs for fun. Oh my god. I know, it's terrible. Wow, that's like, they're like actually trying to put you in the mind of the villains of the Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. I don't see the appeal in it, but someone might. Hunt the, hunt the, the peaceful animals. I think it's like, it's no, I think you tran- I think it's like you tranquilize the dinosaurs for fun. Oh, before you put them in, in your park for the yeah. lifetime if of you, If you're a dinosaur zoo, you monster. You could like pick the biggest one. <laughs> um, but that's about it for that. That's really, really is not much to say about Jurassic World. I think World. Agree the best Jurassic Park game is Jurassic Park 3 arcade shooter, light gun game. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Actually, I never, I can never get far in it, but uh, it was hard. It was definitely hard. So, la- yeah, so lastly, on June 12th, uh, this game called Hollow Knight, which is, you know what Metroidvanias are? It's my favorite. I love Metroidvania games. So, uh, you play an insect sized knight and you're exploring oh, that's an, cool. an, inter- an underground ki- insect kingdom, that's and awesome. you can like find and like you just go through. The typical like Metroidvania. It's Pigman meets Metroid. <laughs> so that's nice. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks pretty cool. The art style is really interesting. It kind of reminds me of Ori and the Blind Forest as far as like art style goes, where it's like you have the, the contrast with the lights and the darks and all that. But coming out on June 14th, came it, it came out on June 14th. This game is just whatever. It's RBI based. Why are we talking about <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. It's Did my you just game. look up any releases? Yes, that's exactly. This is what I do. Wait, is this what is this, a remake of a nineties? No, this is a this is a new game with, well, a revived franchise. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's the nineties one, ninety six. And with with the current roster with the current roster of players, real actual MLB yeah. players. Oh, is there a, is there another game with a license? That's the other is the competitor yes. to the show. But it's not the same thing. That's what I was going to say, is that it really isn't, it's not the same kind of experience that you would want, that you're going to get. It looks, it looks like it with this 32% rating on Metacritic. <laughs> it is not exactly. the experience that you want at all. I mean, it's like, this game came out, it was revived in 2014, and it took them this long to implement roster editing. You couldn't change the roster. Like, you couldn't, like, trade players until this current iteration of RBA Baseball. And it's coming out for the Switch because it came out for everything else in March when most baseball games actually come out. Well, I'm happy that all of those Switch players get to enjoy this <laughs> this new baseball turn that makes me happy. It's just my- The worst part is like the little kids that are going to get it and they're going to like it because they're too young to know what a bad game is and then they're going to look Well, the thing is you can't even throw different pitches. Or like you can, but you can't like throw specific pitches. What, it's like random? No, no, it's like... It's either like a fast pitch or a slow pitch that like can drop, and you can and you control the pitch your pitch with the left stick. Like you can make it slide, you can make it like okay. slide left and right. They're trying to do a thing there. It's like a custom pitch system, but it just doesn't work at all. That two point rating, I think I just saw the Best Buy be the day. And also, you can't even throw high and low. It's only left and it's only inside and outside. Like there's no verticality in the in the system. Really? Yeah. It sounds like we can't game. aim either. They really are bringing back this '90s baseball game. It's just it's more of an arcade style game. So if you're into that, then get that. But even then, right. came out on June 15th. Uh, Lego The Incredibles. That's exciting. 
Like just in time for is it? <laughs> do you mean that? I do mean that. The Incredibles two just came out. I know. So now you have this this game. I I would prefer an Incredibles two game instead of a Lego Incredibles two. It's just like too much like marketing in my face. No, no, it's no, it's just like well, they can't say Lego Incredibles two because there isn't the first one. I know, but I'm just saying like I'm, I'm, I'm sure not even characters from the second one. I'm not even really interested in the Lego game in general because like I feel like after you play like the first Lego Star Wars, it's like all right, that was like kind of funny, cute, but I don't want to play any more of them. Do you? I kind of like them. You like them? Yeah, they're they're fun. They can be fun, uh, a, a bit repetitive sometimes, but I mean they have tons of stuff to unlock. Yeah, I mean they're like widely known for their co-op. Like you can just like come go in and come yeah. out like whatever. It might be a really good Incredibles game. I'm not. I would be very surprised if there weren't characters and set pieces from the second movie in this well, game. Well, they. I think that they do uh, Incredibles one and two in this game, and I know that you can be um, Sully from Monsters Inc. <laughs> I think they have like, Woody also. So they have like other. I think Simbo is one of them. I saw. I like Google it. June 21st is just like card games and rhythm games coming out. It's summer. Not a lot of games are coming out in the summer. So this is kind of what we have at this point. This game called Musings and Vegas Party. Musings is a rhythm game and Vegas Party is a card game. And they're both coming out for the Switch only. And I mean, it's kind of a niche genre. I feel like, I feel like there isn't much representation. What type of rhythm game are you talking about? I would assume like a rock band, like maybe like a Just Dance. You haven't seen gameplay yet? I haven't seen much gameplay. I'm kind of just going off the title. The name is so gimmicky. The game is, the name is weird. It's like all caps, M-U-S-Y-N-S. It's like the next Uber Lyft. And the logo is like Destiny. So it's like DDR. It is? Yeah, so you have the directions and stuff. That looks like the most boring thing I've ever seen. It is a rhythm game. It's literally just dance. Oh, it's like you should for your hands. It's like DDR and Guitar Hero had a baby. Yeah. Because well, then it's more like if you went straight back to DDR because DDR is the original. No, well, so you have the long true. notes also. That's true. They had that in DDR. I didn't know. Okay. Know your history. All right? Fine. I'll bring. I'll whip out the Dance Dance Revolution. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. I think I got caught with someone watching this trailer. Yeah, that's like, doesn't look fun. I'd much rather, like, I mean, yeah, why, can't, why not just do, like, an Elite Beat Agents 2? With I know, this, right? This, doesn't the Switch have screen controls on it? Uh, so on June 22nd, um, Mario Tennis Aces coming out for the Nintendo Switch. So, you know, Mario Tennis. Are you a fan of those Mario Tennis games? I, ha I played uh, a Mario Tennis game for Game Boy when I was little. That was like, you went to, like, this tennis academy. You like like it was like actual people. You went to a Mario, just they're like normal humans. And yeah, Mario. it was Mario, normal humans, Mario, Luigi, and Peach and stuff were there. And you were like going to a tennis. <laughs> like Mario was like he breaks the proportions of normal people. <laughs> yeah, it, it was on the Game Boy. It's like you're, you're you're an actual human being and you're going to like this tennis academy. That's like nice. you and your best friend are going to like a tennis academy and you're just like learning how to play tennis. It's kind of cool. But that's not. No, no, this is like straight, like probably more like a, like a versus style. It's just like a, it's just like a tennis game, but with Mario characters. Do you think it's like, like um, Wii Sports was like the, like Wii Tennis was like the, the 
tech demo, and then this is like the final product kind of. Now, Mario Tennis has been out for since the N64. Like that series. Oh, really? Is there was an N64 Mario Tennis game? Yeah. yeah. So you know, you know Waluigi, right? So he was introduced in Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis. That's sad but appropriate. Yeah. Well, He's never had his own game. Does he need one? <laughs> he doesn't need one. Well, we've been doing this for a half hour and we haven't even gotten to the conferences yet. So let's do that. So, EA, everybody's favorite company. It's too soon now. <laughs> everybody's favorite company, the EA. The industry just died. <laughs> Come on. I know. It's been dead for a long time. So we have the typical sports games coming from EA. You have your Maddens, your FIFAs, NBA Live. Your, your yearly $60 subscription to EA. Yeah, I mean, weirdly, I don't know if there has been any updates, but there hasn't been much about NHL 19. Which is weird, but I mean, for you, I, for me, because I like the NHL series. So for Madden, they're still gonna have they're they can, they're going to continue on. Uh, the, they had a story mode last year with this with this uh, college dropout named oh. De- Devin Wade, so who black. was yes. Can you choose the skin colors or no? No, just the that's just, interesting because they did that with um like one of the Fight Night games, like Fight Night Four or the one after that. You play like some like ex no, like he's not like no, not like a college dropout, like a typical. Well, like he played football. Yeah, he was a quarterback at Texas, and then he left because like his dad died, and he was just not good. He's just not a good quarterback afterwards because he kept thinking about his dad. So this is his like comeback now. So he's like trying to make a comeback into the NFL, and in Madden eighteen, he's just like on a reality show, called with like a bunch of other failed. So the team? Oh, you used to talk about the same. The yeah, same. it's the it's a continuation of the story. That's so cool. So like That's at cool. the end of so I could be so you're playing this reality. What uh, team does he make it on? Or is it like you choose? So okay. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> so you're on this reality TV show with like three other failed quarterback prospects, and then you win that reality show, and now they fought, and now the reality show continues, and they follow you around as you're training for the NFL draft. And people don't think that you're good enough and they want more ratings. So they schedule a game, like a scrimmage between Devin and a bunch of like actual NFL players. And that's like the end of the game. And you also have your best friend named Colt, who's like, who's a wide receiver, who's like your buddy that you like throw passes to in the combine and stuff like that. It's all like quick time events and like there's a bit of gameplay. That's about it. What is the quick, where does the quick time events come in? It's like you have to press buttons in succession. Uh, there's one, there are a couple moments where you like, where Devin throws a pass and you have to guide the football into so the receiver's like, hands. Is it kind of like, like each, like, each game is kind of like a big moment in the story? Like there's like little like cutscenes in yeah. between or something? That's cool. They're, they're doing like a little sort of and so you get drafted at the end with like, it's really dumb because no matter how well you do in the con, no matter how well you do in like the combine and like scouting and all that, you still get drafted with like the second to last pick in the seventh round. In the seventh round, so like, what's the point? So you either that, either all. that, or you get, uh, or you don't get drafted at all. So you don't play in the NFL at all throughout Madden 18's story mode. But you're just like going to that. You're going through, yeah. You're going through the reality show and like your comeback tour. What are you doing, like minor league games? No, it's just like it's just like uh, scrimmages. 
like trade in between what what league? No, no, no leagues. It's just like you, you go to like an army base. Oh, okay. So it's like you do a game or here, here, you do a game here. You have like or like since you won the reality show, you get like a professional coach who's like a made up guy, not a real coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they all have real teams. He's, yeah. He's he just retired or something. And they and they like try and make him seem like a real coach. Like, oh, you won a Super Bowl with the Steelers in 2006. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just creating history. He's like, you're not a real person. <laughs> I mean, they, they're talking about how they want to have it be set in the NFL. Or they're going to be have it be set in the NFL. Yeah, that is, I mean, I just so really you like played, You played the last one, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of what they're going to do with the story. I mean, what are your thoughts on what they did with this first one? Besides, like it's kind of dumb and so. It it had its moments, but it really wasn't that great because you didn't get to play in the NFL at all. Like you were just, and also because your choices, like it made it, like the game made it seem like your choices matter, but really they don't. Like in the grand scheme of things, you still get. See, the weird, that's the worst. The, the funny thing is, one choice does matter. So one, so you're in an interview. For on the reality show, and the coach asks you what your favorite team is. So you tell them what your favorite team is. And that's the team that ends up drafting you at the end of the story. So, like, I'm a Jets fan. That's kind of, I mean, that's like. The coach was like, So, what's your favorite team? He's like, Oh, you know, I grew up rooting for the Jets, blah, blah, blah. And they let you choose, that's kind of predictable. That's, that's also, like, cute, I guess. Like, yeah. So, like, you go to your favorite team, even though you're from Texas. <laughs> but you pick Jets. Yeah, I was like, because I'm a Jets fan. Well, you can pick any team. But it's just weird. It's like, you're, you're from Texas, you're a Jets fan. <laughs> the coach is like, wait, what? It's like, are you sure? Again. <laughs> are you sure you don't want to be the cat? You don't want to go to the Cowboys? <laughs> like, you know that they're going to draft you, right? You can pick any team. It's a, yeah, so one choice in the game really matters. But out of, out of like 20, 30 choices that don't. They're like dialogue options and stuff. And. Those dialogue options affect like your scouting, I guess. Also, can we stop trying to make every game like Fallout now? Like, do you like, like a dialogue? Do you like that? I feel like some just like not like, really. You don't need to like have like it doesn't matter. Your discussion. I feel. I mean, the dialogue options are. It's more like like character issues. Like that's where like so you it's respond to it in device. like one way, and it's like oh, thank good. It was. Great, how he defused that situation, or like, like he lost his cool quick to anger, some stuff like that. So like, they're always talking about your intangibles. Like there was one part in the opening of the story where like you're like a date to your best friend because you're going to Indianapolis for like one of the for like a regional regional combine or the reality show. So your friend goes to the side of the road to take a piss, and then you take a video of it. And taking a piss. Yeah, just like be a dick. And so he's like, oh, you should delete that. What an awful thing to do, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, all right, fine, I'll delete it. It's like, make sure, and the game tells you, like, make sure you're not doing anything dumb online because it'll ruin your... Yeah, like, what could your phone get hacked and somebody will, like... No, like, if it's on, like, Facebook or something... Do you post it yourself if you don't delete it? I think you do. I think it would be, like, you have the choice of deleting it or not, I think it's just like the risk of it being on your phone. Okay. That's what they're talking about. I guess it's cool if you're into the life of being a professional sports player. You could, you know, 
put in the little details in there. Uh, NBA Live 19 uh, also has a story mode, because of course it does. Uh, it had one last year. Uh, you're going to Brazil, the Philippines, Paris. Why? Basketball. Why? What games is the NBA doing in Brazil? No, no, you're, so the way NBA Live 18, the way they did it is that they had like, you could play like street ball tournaments in, in conjunction with your NBA career. So you go out to like uh, the Dykeman in Philadelphia and like one court in Brooklyn, uh, California, the Drew, which is also in California. So you go and do that and you play with like, it's like a program, program tournaments. So you have like you and like some creative character schmucks and also like actual NBA players. But now they're going, now instead of just staying in the domestic US, they're going to Europe. This is live. What's up with 2K? 2K? There wasn't. Well, this is a EA's conference, so. Oh, so who owns 2K Activision? 2K. 2K? 2K. 2K is a company. 2K owns 2K. <laughs> I thought 2K was just like. I get confused with how, where, where exactly 2K is at. Well, you thought it was just like a pun? Because no, it's, it's like. Like, I, like, I know like they, do, they did Bioshock 2, and I know like they do. 2K, like NBA. They make the XCOM. They make the XCOM games. And they do XCOM. Like I know they do some games, but like besides that, like I I thought that like EA basically like had sway over like every sport team. You think that, but no. But they still is the live series doing well? I thought like that shit was dead. I didn't know they're still doing live games. They skipped a year, last year. So they did do one for seventeen, but they did one for eighteen, and that's the one that has like the revamp story mode where you're doing the program circuit and all that. See, I got it because I heard about all the dumb loot box stuff that 2K was doing. I was like, nope. And, and Live 18 was half the price, was half as much. So I was like, this this is fine. I'm fine with this. I wouldn't say it's just as good, but I, I still enjoy it. You like it? Yeah. Right, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay. Uh, also, uh, Madden 19 is going to be coming to PC, which they haven't done in a That's desperate. Time. That's really yeah, desperate. I've done that for a while. <laughs> and I think at one of EA's conferences before E3, they were talking about how they were going to have like a subscription package for their sports games, where you could just like pay money to just get a roster update every year instead of a new game. Instead of just a new game. Instead of your regular annual subscription of sixty dollars. Yeah. So I don't know what. They're really doing. And that's a better idea than re-releasing. Where they just, release, just release it as a patch, as opposed to yeah. just. Uh, or no, it's not even just one patch. It's like constantly updating. Like that's a much better idea. No, I mean like roster updates. And like just release roster updates and gameplay tweaks. But, uh, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I like that a lot better than just a new Madden every year. Like, yeah. How many how many game cases do you need to produce every year? Like I know. Madden. So. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't really hear much about it. I didn't really hear much about it. Uh, next up was the trailer that you wanted to watch, uh, is Anthem. The game does look really sick, but I don't trust EA. That's basically... <laughs> that is, uh, this, is where, this is where we are now. It's game for the last 10 years. It's like, the game looks <laughs> sick, but I don't trust EA to not mess this up. I'm probably going to buy it, but I'm going to be upset. <laughs> And what does it look like? It looks like it reminds me of like a co-op version of Mass Effect, except it's on one planet. Okay. But like it's not like a story mode 
It's not like a story. I don't, I don't know if it is a story, but it's like co-op. It's, it's an open. It's an open world. Yeah, it's an open world. Effect type game that EA is doing. But I don't know if it's like an. I don't know if you're dealing with the alien races or anything like that. Bioware is making it, so you never know. So it sounds like it's Bioware trying to do Destiny. Yeah, yeah, but you have jetpacks. Jetpacks are fun. There's jetpacks in Destiny. I know. Jetpacks stay. I'm, I'm down for jetpacks. Jetpacks in, in any game that doesn't automatically feed EA gets a pass or I, I trust Bioware. Yeah. Although I, I can't really talk shit about Bioware. I like Bioware. I haven't really followed the Mass Effect series because I stopped Mass Effect 2 really early and I'm trying to restart it all now. I want to replay right. Mass Effect again. Uh, Mass Effect is fun. Yeah, it's a really, it's such a beautifully built, crafted world with a lot of good writing. Uh, so Battlefield 5, another Battle Royale mode. Yay. More games about World War II. Are you yeah. a Battlefield guy or a Call of Duty guy? I'm a Halo guy. A Halo guy? Yeah. But I don't really play that many first person shooters. Yeah. So. But you're pretty nasty with Halo though. Yeah, I'm a fan of Halo. But this game just really does seem uninspired to me. It doesn't really push the envelope at all. And I had a bit of hope because they were talking about. Well, I mean, they went back to World War One last year. Which and was weird, because it's like, if you're going to do a World War shooter again, do World War Two. don't do the, like, movies, like, the lesser The one where you're just in trenches the entire time? And yeah, you're just, like, using these, like, guns from the 1800s. <laughs> but I mean, at least... <laughs> you're right. using all your, like, flintlock pistols and shit. I don't want to do that. I want my, my Tommy gun and my... my they had Tommy guns in, the, in World War One, didn't they? They did. I don't know. I guess they they might have. I don't think so. I don't know. I can appreciate them trying to go in a different direction. Yeah, like they're trying to do like something we haven't seen a hundred times, but we didn't see a World War Two game for like ten years, so just go to World War Two. Just do it. Just do it. Well, now they are. So, and, and but Paul Green was in World War Two. Are there swastikas in this game? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, how do you feel about that? I don't like swastikas. I know you don't like it, but <laughs> how do you feel about like? Would you would you say like? We're getting into this now. It's a new topic. No, <laughs> no, no. E3 can wait. Let's get into some gaming philosophy. Well, it's the thing is, well, this isn't. This doesn't just have to do with gaming. It's more just like media yeah, in general. Political and all that stuff. I, th- I think if you're talking about World War Two, it feel it would feel wrong to not have swastikas. That's like that, that is World War Two. In that think. context. It's, it's like so iconic and it's so easy for people to take it, but at the same time, like that does represent. As much as I hate too. as much as I hate it, and like as bad as it makes me feel, it still should be there. Because like if you turn if you turn the Nazis into like the cross, like in Call of Duty World War Two, like I feel like that. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not the same. Like it's just like the way you identify it. As long as you're not identifying with Nazis, it's fine to have yeah. Nazis be the villain. And I think that are. that's why, like, I get, like, you know, like, there's a lot of people nowadays that are, like, like it's getting more and more, like, a, a, is it the word appropriated or whatever, to, like, just, like, kind of, like, be Nazi right or whatever. So, like, it's going to be, like, now, like, you're going to have more Americans than ever before, like, wanting to be the Nazis and, like, like treating it as a joke. So, I get wanting to try and circumvent that. But it's still weird and you kind of like bother everybody when you just take it out and you're just like we're not we're not even gonna touch that 
it's, it's almost like you don't want to pick a side or you're picking the like scared side. Yeah, I think that as far for historical accuracy purposes, I think that it should be there even though... Even though it's a game for kids to shoot each other. Well, technically it's not a game for kids. That's except what kids <laughs> play it. That's the thing. It's like they... Technically, for the kids they technically this is Call of Duty is M-rated. Battlefield, they're M-rated. The so only difference between Call of Duty and Fortnite is like a, a little bit of blood and like some what happens to the bodies after they die. Yeah, happier topics. So the guys that made Titanfall, Respawn Entertainment, mm -hmm. they're making a Star Wars game. Would you play Titanfall 1 or 2? No, but it's not going to be basic. It's not going to be like Titanfall 1 or 2. But Here's it's my review of Titanfall. It's the most fun two days of gaming you'll have, and then you'll spend sixty dollars on it. Well, and then, who's playing Titanfall right now? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then you're like, that was fun, and then you go back to the games that you actually play. No, but this is like a story-driven single-player Star Wars game. Hmm. All right. Bye. Oh, well, people said that the I didn't I didn't play the story on Titanfall two, but people say that that's like the actual like highlight of the game. So I still yeah. want to go back and try. People that. did say that. that. That might be really cool. Timefall one, the whole story is literally just like doing multiplayer matches with bots. See, I the last time a Star Wars game like this was announced, it was Star Wars thirteen thirteen, where you're like a bounty hunter. And is that the one that visceral? They got canceled. Yeah, they got canceled. So that would have been. I yeah. I well, you know. Too, yeah, <laughs> owns the Star Wars. Or like, yeah, he owns everything that makes people happy. It's true. They, own, they have exclusive rights to the Star Wars license, so they're they're our only hope to make Star Wars games. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was unintentional. We're, we're late a month, but that was great. Unintentional. I'm just saying that there isn't much hope. For that's because I don't trust EA, and EA is probably gonna find a way to mess this up because EA, because that is what EA does. It just wrote It's like EA is just trying to <laughs> screw you over in a way that you haven't seen before. They're gonna try and be like, Blur. no. So moving on to Microsoft's conference, uh, this is this should be a bit quicker. Halo Infinite. We saw the trailer for it, and we. If you want to know our thoughts on Halo Infinite, then check out what we said about it. When we reacted to the trailer, the fact that there really wasn't much there, this game is probably going to be coming but, out. Right, so this is Halo Six, but it's called Halo Infinite. Now. Yeah. They went from Halo One to Five, and now they just jumped into Halo Infinite. Yeah. That's shame. Just stick by it. You're I don't know. Do, if you're going to do the fifteen sequels, call it Halo Fifteen. Don't don't be lame and cool. I don't know. So Gears of War Five and yeah. Gears of War Tactics. You think they you think we're going to have a Gears of War forever after this? I don't know. I like those names because it's almost like a joke. It's like we're never gonna stop. Yeah. Well, usually your game franchise has to be at least twenty years old and have forever anywhere in your subtitle, and that's a fact because you're not forever if your game is like a month old. Was, was <laughs> or if your franchise is like a month old. Was Duke Nukem for was the Duke Nukem franchise twenty years old when Duke Nukem Forever was that? I think they were like, maybe they were like fifteen ish. I don't, I don't know. That's a franchise that's gonna stay dead right there. There's your there's your Duke Nukem <laughs> shout out to all. It's gonna stay dead, stay dead. Yeah. Yep. So here's War Five is gonna have another protagonist. Uh, she the was lady. actually. Oh wow, 
we really gone? Yeah. yeah. A complete 180 from chainsawing monsters with your body, your biceps just glistening in the no, water. Yeah. <laughs> she was in the last game. Uh, she was in Gears of War 4. Yeah, there was a bunch of girls in Gears of War 3. They were really annoying because they were super tiny and small compared to the giant male I don't, know how, I don't know how they're moving that power armor. Uh, and then Gears of War Tactics is basically going to be like Halo Wars, but for Gears. So, that's basically what they're going for. Why, why do they keep on turning these, like, meathead shooters into, like, tactics games? Into strategy games? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> We're moving on anyway. So this next one is actually... I'm excited for it. What? So, like, like a 15-syllable name. Whatever. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I played the first one. Oh, there is only one. What's it called? Ori and the Black Forest. Uh, the game looks great. And it's going to be enhanced on uh, the Xbox One. What do you mean enhanced? X. No, like 4K. You mean like turbo, like blast processing? <laughs> yeah, like blast processing. Exactly. And I was actually watching an interview with the guy, with the developer, one of the main developers. Uh, his name is Thomas Mahler. He's the developer of Moon Studios, who are behind the series, and he was talking about how the team wanted more weapon and combat variety in the game. It's also a Metroidvania. So, oh, uh, it does look really, really pretty. It reminds me of Bastion. Yeah, yeah. Is it and the same people? No, no. but wow, yeah, it's really. And they were reading a lot of uh, feedback on like forums and stuff like that. The which, first one was also Metroidvania. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I, I love all these. You know, more Metroidvania is I think the least appreciated, least like um, least like like that. That's like a huge. It's just like a huge forest that hasn't even. Really I know. Like explored yet, I think, Metroidvania games. Uh, if you have a good enough uh, PC, you can get it. Or in the Blind Forest, I believe. So, I would definitely try oh, I think I can handle these 2D graphics. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you have a good enough PC... There's like no 3D models of Because you have an Xbox One, that's why I was just saying... I'll show you my laptop later. It's, uh, it's, it's old, but it's hefty. Okay. Uh, so, last from Microsoft's conference, that's kind of worth going over is the new Forza game. Oh, well, this game and also the DLC for Cuphead that we talked about. But, uh, so Forza Horizon 4, I love this series. You like Forza Forza Horizon? Well, Forza Horizon, because you're, it's like an open, it's an open world driving game. You were going, I have- You ever heard of Burnout Paradise? Yes, I've heard of Burnout Paradise. Business deployment, I think I've ever experienced. Really, I've heard people love that game. I'm I, surprised it's because of like I like burnout games where it's like you're on a map, you pick like a race for like a crash event, and like you just do a race on a closed circuit. And I hated how in Burnout Paradise it's kind of like you go to the race and then like you choose your path and like and also you could easily just accidentally because it's a huge fucking like map, you can accidentally just take this wrong path and then have to like. And you can't just stop and restart the match. You have to like just wait. You have to stop driving, and then eventually the match will just end automatically. There's a lot of things in there that is, that annoyed me. Yeah, I can see that. I I kind of liked it. I I guess like I think with me, I just whatever any idea of like open creativity is shown in a game, I kind of get nervous, and I'm like, tell me what to do, just tell me, and I'll do it the best I can. No, for Forza Forza Horizon tells you what to do. They have closed circuit races. Okay. You, and you're trying to go over there. So this game is going to be in the United Kingdom. 
So they're really going to try it's out. It's going to be very sad. They're going to try out. <laughs> they're really going to kind of try out a lot of their rain physics. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, and it really make a difference in the Horizon games with like with like rain. You could drift as well and oh, really? stuff like That's that. That's cool. Yeah, the physics, all that stuff. And you can you can tune so much with your car in that game. I have no idea what I'm doing. You just in that form. waiting for meters to go higher. It's like go. It's like just go. Just go with the default like customization option. That's fine. It's uh, like Mario Kart. It's like I don't know what these wheels do. But. No, not even that. Well, it's just like well, this is like actual car stuff. <laughs> I don't know. About it. <laughs> you know what? It's like, do I pick the barrel or the rocket? <laughs> Very good questions. It's Very crazy. hard choices. It's crazy detailed. But yeah. Uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, you like driving games, right? Mm, More or less. I like Burnout. That's it. Not, and I like, um, yeah, I like I like driving games, I guess, like where you crash or where you're like doing illegal street racing, like Midnight Club and stuff. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely not going to be But if you're just like going in a circle, like, I get a little bored by that. I mean, there's a fair amount of like off-road stuff that you can do also. So the, I play, I play a lot of Forza Horizon 2. And that's in like Western Europe, like south, southern Italy and France. So you're like just driving through like the like the what's it called like the just like the meadows of France or whatever. Yeah. Like the, I'm forgetting my, my words are losing me, but you know, and like the country. The, the yeah, the countryside country of, of Europe. I mean, I wish you could go to northern. Well, you, I think you can go to northern Italy. That's not really peaceful as a game. Like it's, it's really not. It's like a. It's like, like, it's like a really cool like summer game because it's just so nice all the time. It's like I want to go to Europe and drive, but I can't afford that. So yeah, <laughs> you're like driving around in Europe in a Lamborghini. <laughs> it's a beautiful fantasy. And the whole point of why you're there is that you're like, I think it's like a. It's called the Hor- the Horizon Festival, and you're tasked with like showing off a bunch of these really nice cars, mm-hmm. and you have like a bunch of people that you can race with. And you can do like online road trips where you can go to places and their car meets. Things like that, and it's kind of cool. Pretty, it's pretty fun. I mean, the game looks great. The games have always looked really great. Uh, Turn ten really knows what they're doing graphically. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that make Forza. Yeah, so. I, was, I was playing um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, which is I think like a six-year-old game, um, like a couple months ago, and the graphics on that were really good. Like, you know, like with these driving games, they don't really have a lot to focus on besides the cars, so you can always guarantee it's going to look really, really nice. So we went to Bethesda's conference. Exciting stuff. Elder Scrolls 6. Skyrim 3. <laughs> Skyrim 3. <laughs> uh, we know nothing about this game. We only know the title. Isn't it online? Uh, no. You're thinking of Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. Which is an MMO. I might... I want to try an MMO, but I... Yeah, I just... I'm so susceptible to addictive stuff that, like, I know I'm gonna... I know that it's gonna be... I know. Yeah, my friend... Investment my, of time and money. Two of my best friends play WoW. And I, I had a WoW subscription. Like, you know, you're just like, we're in this world now, like, I'm gonna find other people, we're gonna like go to the dungeons together. Like, 
all that. It's no, I mean, I get, I get like the camaraderie aspect of yeah. it, but it's, it's just like, oh my god, I can't. If I have to kill like another pig for like one XP, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna turn off the computer. I mean, Desiree is gonna be pumped for, is pumped for this because she's a huge fan of the Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Also, Doom Two, I mentioned a bit last episode. There's only like that like one minute teaser, right? Like mm-hmm. I saw. Yeah, they're doing. They're talking more about it in August at uh, QuakeCon. Oh yeah, yeah. I so, wish I was into that that whole fandom, like because I was always into first person shooters. Like I said, when I was like a PC. Uh, Doom. Well, you can get Doom on everything. I know. I, I played it. I I think I bought it on PC. You yeah. get the first Doom on everything too. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. I, yeah. I got the first Doom for free, and I think. Oh, I also think I bought the Doom Special Edition. It's like a horror game. I mean, that's what they're supposed to kind of be. It's like action horror. But Doom 3 is just like... No, no. Doom is supposed to just be like a first-person shooter where you're just like a guy... You're just like a hyper-masculine guy shooting demons. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't think... I mean, maybe the fact that you're in hell... That's the thing. Like, hell is always kind of supposed to be scary. You know? But you're not... I feel like people aren't... Would necessarily be scared. Yeah, I guess you could say, like, the first Doom isn't really horror. It's just like playing metal while you're, like, lying around. Because yeah, because you're super powerful, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be scared of these people. No, but the, the thing about Doom is it's not just about like you're strong. It's like it's just it's like more like how like those those are all about like agility or like how nimble you are. Like right, because there's no cover or anything like that. Yeah, back uh, before every game was press A to take cover. Yeah, there's new DLC for Wolfenstein too. Uh, it should be it's more of a co-op focus. And it's like all the way in the future. That's a game that does have a movie feature, so I've seen it in there. Yes. Well, this is. Wolfenstein is weird because it's like an alternate history where the Nazis won. Still, still, I'm fine with that because (laughs) even though it's not historically accurate, it's still the Nazis. It still gives you a clear villain to go after. The point of the game is like, you're going to kill a lot of Nazis. You're killing so many Nazis. (laughs) I'm like, that's fine. The game actually. Like, Make them Nazi. a time where Wolfenstein is controversial now by actual Nazis because they don't like that a game is out where you're just killing Nazis. Fuck them. That's where we're at. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> fuck them, but it's like, it's scary that like, they actually have that much say nowadays. Are you just, where they say like, oh, they're giving Nazis a bad name. I was like, I think Nazis <laughs> give Nazis a bad name. <laughs> That's when you know we like, messed up a long time ago we need to go it's back. like where do we get like where where do we we have to go back in time <laughs> and fix this we're gonna go to, we're gonna reach a point where America was the villains of World War II <laughs> the Nazis yeah. are tragic losers oh my god that should be exciting oh did I, you like Doom? we just went straight to like oh yeah I like Doom you like yeah, Doom? yeah Doom was fun it. I was like this is amazing no it, it's cool so Fallout 76, we talked about that. We watched the trailer for it. Uh, it's online only, which is interesting. I'm surprised that they did that. And a Fallout world filled with people that that could be fun. Right. No, it could be fun, but I feel like people like people that don't have either as good of an internet connection. You know, that's always a problem. Yeah. This is like that Fallout multiplayer game that they announced a couple years ago. I don't remember that. There was like a beta that you could sign up signed up for it and I don't remember much about it but then it just got cancelled it was like gonna be like a Fallout MMO I think 
Oh, I'm in the same vein. It's by Reborn as uh, yeah. Fallout 76. Exactly. Next is Rage 2. I don't know if you ever played the first I one. I bought Rage a couple months ago, finally, after like 10 years really? to play it. Because I was like, when I remember when it was first announced, it looked like the coolest game ever. It looked like just like a Mad Max type of like open world game. It was so sick. And then played it a little bit. It was boring. And I see when I got all those sevens out of 10. Yeah. But we're getting a sequel. We're getting a sequel, so why not? And for Bethesda's sake and in software's sake, I would hope that Rage 2 improves on what the original. Is it being made by Bethesda? Yeah. Wow, that could be. Well, yeah, that's it's, what the first game of, was. It's kind of cool because then it's now like they can go back to that Fallout stuff, and now they have their own universe to like. Even though it's already been ready made by it and software and stuff, like they can do whatever they want. Well, Bethesda published the first game too. The last thing from Bethesda's conference what is... What was the reaction to Rage 2? Were people like... It got leaked, actually. Okay, so it wasn't like... So people were... It wasn't like, oh my god. Oh my god. It wasn't like a crazy thing. Or just like, not... Or like, there was just no reaction. I think people still gave it like, kind of like a respectful like applause. But like, everyone knew. Because... And Bethesda kind of owned up to it. Because like, it got leaked. And Bethesda was like, talking to people on Twitter. It was like... Yeah, we're do, we're making Rage too. It's fine. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. It got like we're pissed that they got leaked sorry out. This is happening. <laughs> I mean, we're pissed they got that they got leaked out, but this is just what this is. So whatever. This is happening. And then finally, at Bethesda's conference, uh, is Starfield, which is a space RPG. I'm done with space games. And honestly, as soon as you said space, my 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 brain just rolled its eyes. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, heard, I haven't heard much about it. It's a new IP. You never see a lot of those at E3 anymore. So I don't want anymore. <laughs> it's refreshing. <laughs> Moving on to Sony. Sony, fun stuff. Uh, Sony did. They talk more about the Last of Us Two. It looks definitely looks like more Last of Us. I thought Last of Us was like. I don't play a lot of games to be honest. I just kind of like keep replaying games that I loved like five years ago and stuff. Last of Us, it felt like the pinnacle of gaming for at least at that point. Maybe not like, obviously not every game is trying to be like a shooter or a cell shooter, but the way it was told the story and its gameplay and all of its world, it was just really great. And I felt emotionally devastated at the end and <laughs> I couldn't keep playing afterwards. I had to take a break. I, I didn't play it, but the game looks good. I think it was, I don't want to say it's overrated. It was overrated, but like people were saying, People were saying the same thing. You didn't play it. No, I know. But people were saying, oh, it's the best game of all time. People say that any time a new game comes out. I know. This game is getting showered with awards. And I was like, why? But that's what I'm saying is that like it's still, it's like when a triple A game is just perfect, it just feels so good. Though. No, it's not. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that it was overrated. So you gotta play it. You've it's always... one of those few things that is close to being like the best thing. Do you remember when Uncharted Uncharted 4 came out and there were reviews on, on TV that were just saying like the best game ever made? Yes. <laughs> that was so funny to me. I was like, alright, well. I guess, I guess that's it then. <laughs> I guess we're done. <laughs> There's nothing left to do. But yes, I, I know what you mean that it's super hyperbolic, but I mean, I was so impressed by the last one. It was amazing. Uh, so, 
Insomniac is making a Spider-Man game. I'm saying this for Sony's conference because it's exclusive to the PlayStation. Is it? Yes. The, the game is just exclusive? The game. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man has not had the best track record in video games. No. But, but he's had a okay, not he's had a better one than most. I would yes, say. better than Superman. I'll tell you that. When a when a Spider-Man game comes out, usually you're like that would probably be okay. You're never like it's gonna be horrible. And there's a, there's a couple really good ones. There have been some me. It's like mediocre at best. I would say. But for me, I mean, Ultimate but they're still good. Ultimate Spider-Man is not mediocre. Ultimate Spider-Man is mediocre to above average. I would say. Ultimate Spider-Man is not above average. Be too hard on that. Whatever. Ultimate Spider-Man was awesome. And people say Spider-Man 2, but I never played it. I think people just say that because of the swinging mechanics. Also, no, it's also just like, because in Spider-Man 1, you couldn't touch the ground. But in Spider-Man 2, you could, which was cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But also, I heard good things about The Amazing Spider-Man. I want to try that game. I think that this this looks like it's going to be the game that kind of breaks the mold and it's going to be like the first universally in Spider-Man game. I mean, people say that people have said that before about other Spider-Man games, but I think this is one. This one's definitely gonna be. It's just got that like powerhouse developer behind it that you know. Insomniac is great at yeah. making games like that. Exactly, it's like a match made in heaven kind of. Ratchet and Clank, Sunset Overdrive. Thank God they're done with Ratchet and Clank. Spyro. Yeah. I want to play Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive is really fun. I'm tired of these. I'm tired of this. Guy, these people who've been doing PS PlayStation games for 15 years and then they do one Xbox exclusive and then they go back to PlayStation exclusives. I hate it all. It's so stupid. So lastly for Sony's conference uh, is Ghosts of Tsushima. It's a samurai game developed by Soccer Punch. Soccer Punch, if you don't know, made the infamous series. Exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. But they also did Sly Cooper. Yeah. So Which I bought like a year ago to go to play the first one. It's weird. Punch. Yeah. I don't think Sucker Punch has really made anything since Infamous Second Son. Yeah, they kind of got like sucked into just making Infamous games because the first one was such a hit. The first one was so cool. It was just like... Yeah, I went, really the first cool one was world. really, really cool. The second one was cool too. I got bored with it. I want to replay it. I think it's because I did good and I want to just be evil because it's, it's cool to get those fire powers. I want ice powers. <laughs> I'm excited for it because it's a, another proven developer. They just know, they just know what's fun. They know what to do. Yeah. It's interesting to see if they're what they do with the samurai setting though. Because there aren't really many movement options for samurai as a Yeah, compared to Infamous, the exactly the movement and all that, it's like such a very Where like, you were grinding on rails and things yeah, like and that. And then it just comes straight to like it's like very slow calculus. But also like very quick fights, but like still Oh no actually they did show like you could climb stuff in this game, so like you can't explore worlds. Right. But I there isn't, I don't think there's gonna be much in, in the vein of like the floor is lava transportation. Like, <laughs> Sunset Overdrive is really good at that actually, where like you can, you can chain, you can like go to an entire mission, like across the map without touching the ground, just by grinding on rails. You reminded me just how fun it was in Infamous to just be like grinding on power lines. That was so cool. Exactly. So I'm excited for that because even though I can't play it, but the game looks great. There haven't been a lot of samurai games. Mm-hmm. There was Neo, which uh, just looks like a Dark Souls. Which is Dark Souls, but samurai. Samurai Dark Souls. Dark Souls kind of yeah, thing. and I feel like especially for when the majority of 
game developers, I feel like, or Japanese. It's because they all do, it's because that stuff is like so basic to them, I think, and they're all just doing like weird anime. I guess it would be like if American developers made games about cowboys. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Which they're doing, and that's my favorite game. Well, yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. So Ubisoft is next. They only did, I mean, they only have one thing of note at their conference, which is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed 25. Assassin's Creed is Assassin's Creed is Assassin's Creed. Exactly. So (laughs) this one's in ancient Greece. Can you believe they they took that long to get there? I know. I was, I I talk about this all the time. My friend and I literally brain, like, when we're like driving somewhere or something, we like brainstorm different locations for Assassin's Creed games. Did they already do one like feudal Japan? No. Wasn't it like a PSP game? Chronicles. It wasn't a PSP game. It was China. There were Chronicle. The Chronicles games were in China. They were in India, and they were in Russia. They did, they had. They but had, they were like side scrolling games. They had these like huge like this opportunity to do India, Russia, and China. They and then they made these like spinoffs. They made these spinoffs. So we were talking. I wanted uh, ancient Rome would have been really cool. But I mean, now they kind of already did it. But more even then, it's still it's already like. Well, it's a different set of gods or. It was about. already a, like a, a ruin in Assassin's Creed too, so I know what you mean. Like actually being able to like be there while it's like filled with people. And stuff. Yeah, in the Roman Empire. Um, Did you ever play Rise? Son of Rome? Yes, I got it for free last last year. They were just giving it. Games <laughs> no, no, games with gold. I got it for free. That month was a good month. I got Watch Dogs. I got Assassin. Yeah, I got Watch Dogs. I got Rise, Son of Rome. Uh, I mean, I already had Assassin's Creed 3, but they were giving that away too. And no, I never played it. I gotta play it. They also gave away Darksiders. So Assassin's Creed obviously is uh, in ancient Greece, and they're gonna have gender options. You can actually pick a female protagonist. Okay. I mean, you had you had that option in uh, Assassin's Creed Two. You get you get the twins. Now it's just you can just pick your gender. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's I'm surprised. I, I know. Have an opinion on it's just answer. like. It's just like, oh, thanks for adding this thing that's been in games for years. Yeah. But I, mean, I get, like, you know, they have the, the story with their character, and, but it's not that hard to just, like, change the gender of these characters. What do you think your favorite Assassin's Creed is? It's Brotherhood. Really? Mm-hmm. Because Brotherhood was, like, everything that 2 had, but also, like, you could go in Coliseum and you could, like, call your boys in to come and assassinate, like, or help you out when you're being attacked. It was really cool. It was just, like... An expansion of two that uh, for for me like six super surpassed it. Brotherhood was fun. It was really, I was surprised. I thought I would not really care, but I was super into it. See, I think it, for me actually it's a tie between two and four. Four. Yeah. Oh, oh black sail. Black flag. A black flag. That was a, yeah. That was yeah, I same, wanna, di- I wanna, same difference. I want to replay that game because I feel like I rushed through it. It's it so fun. It's so fun. It's great. The whole, those naval battles. I spent like hours trying to defeat those legendary ships. <laughs> it's so hard. I know. Square Enix is the next conference that we're going to be talking about. Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It, it looks like, um... It's actually going to come out. It looks like a Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> it is a Kingdom Hearts sure. game. You would not be wrong, sir. <laughs> you would not be wrong. I definitely am interested in playing it, but I also, like, I'm reaching a point now where it's just like, I really, I don't know if I could really respect myself around with Jack Sparrow and Monsters Inc. characters and stuff. And oh, you never know. I love Disney. I love Pixar. I love these things. But, like, I'm a grown man. <laughs> I don't know if, if 
it still has that much appeal to me as it did like 10 years ago. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is fun. You really have to be a fan of both Square Enix and uh, Disney to really kind of get the most out of it. And also a fan of the, the giant, like the monster that is the plot of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, because that's a really fun Because there's so many games for so many different systems. It, yeah, it, I say we just get out now before we get into the... Well, I mean, they, <laughs> thankfully they have collections, like a, the Final Mix or whatever it's called, where you can play all of them. Yeah, I mean, they just, you, you can't even just call it like Kingdom Hearts 2, you call it Kingdom Hearts 2.9, like HD remix. Like, yeah. the, the guys who name these Kingdom Hearts games, like they're just... Three, five, eight days over two. They're incredibly good at their job, which is to like do stuff that Kingdom Hearts fans go which is the sound pretentious. <laughs> it's just sound like pretentious and ridiculous. So the game's coming out on January of 2019. It almost feels weird that it's just called Kingdom Hearts 3. It's for like once, so simple. For <laughs> once, it's actually coming out for... This is the first time there's going to be a Kingdom Hearts game on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. That's weird. And All these weird like exclusives that have just kind of been ingrained in console history. It's like there's no more boundaries. But if you're solid, it's on all consoles. Yeah, well, it's been on all consoles for a while. Has it? Well, I mean, Metal Gear Solid... Besides Metal Gear Solid 5? MGS2 was on... Or MGS2? No, the first one got remade for the GameCube, I think. Did it? I don't, I don't Two know. Two and three were on 360 at one point. Um, Two and three? You no, mean, they got remade. You mean the remake? I yeah, mean, the, the remake. The, the, yeah, you're right. That thing is on 360. I forgot about that. It's crazy. So, yeah, a game that... I actually, well, I am like playing Kingdom Hearts 3, but the game that I probably will buy is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider games are really fun to me. I've, I love the reboot series. It's perfect for that franchise. It's like, they, it's perfect when you're trying to like remake something and make it like grim and realistic and gritty. They did it perfectly. Yeah. And I love the gameplay. I have all, well, all of the, all, all the new ones at least. Mm-hmm. And is there a lot of DLC? first two games? Uh, Rise, I think Rise of the Tomb Raider had a fair amount of it, DLC. It's like extra levels and stuff. But it's like, yeah, extra levels and things like that. Yeah. So it's not that big of a deal. Those games are great because like it, Kingdom, I mean not Kingdom Hearts, uh, Tomb Raider went from like doing Max Payne jumps shooting dinosaurs to like now you're just like shooting these like pirates in the forest with like arrows. Yeah, it's, it's like so the, crazy. So this game is supposed to be more self-focused and you like you, you use darkness and things like that. There, were, I was watching, that was, there was a lot of that in the first one. Yeah. I was watching uh, some gameplay demos of it, and Lara was just like going around the forest, like picking off people like she was Agent 47. Like, it was, it was nuts. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. That whole, like, because it, it brings in this whole, like, you're like, you're a small woman, and all these guys can just, like, dominate you and kill you, so you have to stay stealthy, but at the same time, you're, like, so dangerous, and you're such a threat to these guys. So it's like, it totally that line of, like, Fragility, but also like like being like dangerous and competent. You know what I'm saying? It's like a really good use of stealth. I'm excited for that. Um, another game I'm, ex- I'm excited for Just Cause Four. It's coming out. Rico Rodriguez. I'm surprised because it seems like Just Cause Three just came out. I haven't played it. Have you? Uh, I played the second one. Me too. I like the second one. The second one was a fun time. I mean, those games maps are just gigantic. Yeah. That's what they're known for. And you want to talk about like creativity toys, like in sandboxes? Exactly, that's the game that just inspires you to just games do ridiculous stuff. Grappling with the grappling hook, uh, you can use to attach things. It's very, it's very cool. It's really 
It's like when you're like in a chase and you just like attach a truck to the road and it just like gets yanked. It's, it's funny because like they were asking the developers like, oh, so you so you like watch uh, people on YouTube doing crazy tricks in Just Cause? And he's like, yeah, you know, that stuff goes around, it gets sent around the office. If they see like a cool video of a guy doing that with our game and everyone's just like a little impressed with themselves because like we made we made that like we made it possible it's a nice feeling of accomplishment and we talked about smash brothers ultimate in depth so smash is dead we talked about devil may cry 5 devil may cry is back <laughs> uh speaking of capcom they're remaking resident evil 2 capcom has decided that the fans do deserve to get what they want just a little bit just a little bit bringing back dante bringing back classic leon kennedy that resident evil 2 remake is what i was definitely excited about out of everything. It just looks like Resident Evil 2, but done up again in Resident Evil 4 style. Yeah, it looks amazing. I mean, yeah. I think... It looks everyone's scary, too. I know. Awesome everyone's going to be like, this Resident Evil 3 remake. It's but annoying. It's, it's definitely annoying. It's like, nobody can just enjoy what we have at the moment. I know. With Resident Evil 7, which was like such a return to form in my eyes of like classic Resident Evil, like even more so than Resident Evil 4, like because Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 has things now where it's like back to like trying to unlock this door with this key and like an item box. Weird puzzles. Yeah, exactly. Like weird puzzles. So like it was very much a classic Resident Evil and now we're bringing back Resident Evil 2. It's like Capcom is just showing love to those roots that like created this huge fan base. Because it's so weird now. Resident Evil is like such a weird sci-fi action thing I know. now. Even the games, like, like Resident Evil 6 was so much like the movies, which is sad. I know. I didn't really like the movies. It was weird. I didn't like the movies because they weren't. They didn't have the same characters as the games. And they don't have the same atmosphere. They're just like action movies with some spooky stuff. Like yeah. Right there. So Dead or Alive Six is coming out. Also, can we talk about or can we talk about the jiggle physics? <laughs> they're not gonna have jiggle physics. Are you serious? They took it out. No, they're gonna. They're trying to to rein it in. To rein it in. Yeah. That's just a franchise where you just have to acknowledge how gross and sexist you are. I know. You can't try it now and like recoup your damages. Yeah, I think that that's what made the, the series what it is. Because no other franchise had a beach bikini like spin-off game yeah. where you're just like watching. Where you're just playing volley we're playing beach volleyball and gambling. It's just like a like a softcore um, girls going out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. And I think that, and the games are ridiculous too, like as far as like the, the tone. So just just keep the way it is, yeah. honestly. Sometimes you need a little bit of creepiness and grossness in there because things get a little too clean. Well, not even that. It's just like... <laughs> keep a little bit of filth. <laughs> Whatever. And then uh, lastly, before we go into a new edition of Anti-Consumer Reports, we were talking about Black Ops 4. The war on, on gamers. <laughs> uh, Jump Force, which is literally an anime fighting game. Jump Force? Jump Force. Oh, Jump Force. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the... So, you have, so the characters that were revealed were uh, you have Luffy, Monkey D. Luffy from uh, One Piece, Goku, Dragon Ball Z, and then Sasuke from Naruto. So I assume there are going to be more characters coming out. You can have a three-character fighting kind of, game. Kind of They might be. I mean, I, I would be surprised if there are more characters from even, Dragon Ball and Naruto. And, yeah, and even if it's not like part of Shonen Jump, like you would want to get those fans to buy your game anyway. 
this like you can do a crossover yeah because I mean Naruto this could be huge Naruto and One Piece already have their own games mm-hmm. and so does Dragon Ball so but the One Piece games are weird but this game this game could really be giant if they do it right with what if it's, like, a, if it's like one of those massive crossovers if they have a Ronin Kesha in this game that would be by pre-order it it's like a movie <laughs> it's basically like a th- it's, it, it, reminds could be, me, it could be the tsunami of the game that, it, it reminds me of like a movie exactly I was thinking that too it could be, that's what I'm saying it could be huge it's where like, like the roster is like 70 fighters you could do it just like from everything so in this edition of Anti Consumer Reports this actually kind of just came out recently and by recently I mean a couple days ago at time of recording so uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 has a season pass no doubt so the season pass is like 40 bucks but you can't buy it separately at all. Like you have to buy like a, the collector's edition of the game. You can't just buy it whenever you want. You can't just buy the season pass. You can only buy it like if when you buy the game. Okay. Okay. Also, also, you can't buy. So it's not even a season pass. It's literally you're just buying the like deluxe, super expensive version of the game to buy. You can't buy. So the content that's in the season pass, you can't buy it separately. So this is your only option. Yes. This is the last. This is the last possible straw, and either, either we stand up against this, or there's no, there's no rules to what developers and publishers can do to their, to their consumers. I know. I know. That's insane. It's really insane because it's like, it's just such blatant. Like we know you're gonna be pissed, and we don't care because we're gonna make a shitload of money. It's just like Infinite Warfare, where there were like, or there was like so much backlash that they were. Like, yeah. a game I'll never play which I would love to but you just screwed it up and then they were like yeah we don't care we're doing it anyway every Call of Duty game that came out was just all the Call of Duty Modern Warfare maps with this new new guns nobody would complain I know <laughs> I know I miss it I miss it so much but yeah I don't know I guess it's really shady to do something like that after I saw four of my favorite Black Ops maps being remastered. It's like it's just like always like dangling that thing that you love in your face and then just kicking you in like where it hurts. And then there's the catch. So we'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of Patch Notes with your host Adam Caster and my guest co-host Maximilian Camacho. This has been us talking at E3. What are your thoughts on E3? What games were you most excited to see? at uh, all the conferences what games did you want to see at the conferences that maybe weren't there and check us out on Radio Free South Bronx on our Twitter we have a SoundCloud Twitter Facebook so for everyone at Radio Free South Bronx we will see you next time on another episode of Patch Notes